0: Good, Chever, so V'ziyat HaDashmai we're going to begin. I'm going to try to also engage the Chever that's actually sitting here in Yerushalayim and those that are here a little bit remotely, some of whom are in Eretz Yisrael, Mord, it's amazing to see you, and the Chever that are on the other side of the world, Be'ez HaShem, should make it quick, very, very quick, there are still Chever that are trying to come for Lagba Omar and they should have S'yat and getting here, Be'ez HaShem, in an easy and smooth way. So let's begin. Tonight we're going to be learning together Sicha Saran, Yud Bez, Yud Gimel and Yud It seems like a lot. Yud Bez is a lot of the already what we've learned. Thanks so much for coming. We have another, shir, uh, another chair. Another chair. Yeah? That's for you? Okay, beautiful. Thanks so much for coming. So we've already, we've already done a lot of these concepts in uh, Yud Aleph. So Yud Bez is going to be a little bit of a review. And then Be'ez Hashem Yud Gimel, Yud Dalid, primarily Yud Dalid, we'll get into it in a, in a, in a deeper way. OK, so let's take a look at Sikhos around Yud Be'ez, Be'ez Hashem. to those that are joining in, that are on the LPI chats, I sent out the sheets as well. So if you have another screen, a phone, or something that you can uh, follow along with us, that would be awesome. B'Siyat HaRishmaya. OK, so let's begin. So okay. says and tells us, those people that want to be good people, who do you know who doesn't want to be a good person? Deep, deep, deep down. And even not so deep down, very basically. People want to be good. People, people are essentially good. People want to be good. People want to grow. To enter into the service of God. Says the they have tremendous, tremendous confusions, obstacles, difficulties. And they're not able to find a way, to find any sort of derech. What to do? Because they have so many difficulties and so many challenges and everything that they try to do in service of God, every kind of strategy, every kind of overcoming yitzhara, every kind of re-changing and, 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 you know, and reintegrating their schedule in a way that they think is going to make that their dominance should be stronger, the learning should be stronger, It's very, very difficult for them. Sounds familiar? And this is the, this is the experience of what it means to be a Jew. Dafka now in 2021, and there's so much distraction and so much difficulty and struggle. And I think that a person goes through now in a week what people went through in years, maybe, how much years, you know, in, in, in earlier generations, just in terms of the emotions and the ups and the downs and what we're dealing with and struggling with and, and going through. And so we're trying our best, but we find that it's difficult and things stand in our way. And we have a good phase of two weeks and then... You know, back we, we slide back into it. We get up again, and it takes a lot of energy to go through this process to keep on coming back. But this is what we want, says Rabbi Nachman. And again, we've learned a lot of this in the previous piece that we learned last week, Ran Raniyud Aleph. The Heleger says, "Da, a person should know is yagim This itself, that a person is longing luhutim. It's like you're 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 internally running and chasing, to do something holy for God, to try to sanctify yourself and try to sanctify myself in any way that I possibly can. Even though a person is not able to go ahead and complete the ultimate ideal goal that we dream of, of what it will look like when we finally get there, even if we're not able to do that, this itself that you're yearning, that you're longing, that inside you're desiring, and it's an avoda in and of itself, we'll speak about this, but I've brought to the world that Ratson de kedusha, holy yearning, longing, is valuable in and of itself, whether or not that longing actually comes to actualization in a holy thing. Just to be in a state of yearning, of longing, to set aside time every day, 5-10 minutes just to yearn and to express that. Rebunah I want to get close to you. Reb Nason and HaLachas, it's a very deep thing. It's connected to Torah Samach Beis and the 62nd lesson. Speaks about the Nakuda of a very high level that a person could reach while eating there 's a, a very specific kind of gilu alukus that comes to the world of a person as it 's a big big avoda to eat we 've said in the past, I think there are Ahmed Dafkan Shvuas. one year was sitting to his suuda and he would go ahead and eat from his plate and then he pushed it aside and he took out a safer and he was learning and when he did that, the Hasidim took the plate away, they added more food, they brought it back. And he put the safer aside and he ate a little bit, and then he pushed the food away and he took out the safer again and this happened a bunch of times. And the Rebbe said, finally, after a couple of cycles of this, Rebbe Nachman says, he says, I'm having a, uh, a with my chassidim. He said, there's two kinds of tzaddikim in the world. He says, there are some kind of tzaddikim that learn, or, or rather, that eat so that they have strength to learn. He says, That's, I'm just trying to be a simple tzaddik. I eat so that I have strength to learn tzaddik oichel l'sayva nafshay, just to satisfy myself so that I'm able to go ahead and use that energy to learn. But he says there's a bigger tzaddik that learns in order so that he knows how to eat. So he says, my chassidim want me to end with eating so that they could say to everybody else, our rebba, he finishes with eating. You know, that his whole learning is for the purpose of eating. He says, I just want to be simple, just a pashat yid. But the truth is that, that, that the time of eating is yichud It's a revelation of a very lofty, lofty elevated level. So says, that's why Dafka, we find by benching this interesting thing of raboisai Mervelin benching. Okay, in Hebrew it's a little bit less, raboisai nebarech. But in Yiddish, Mivelin benching doesn't just mean let us bench. Velen is we want to bench, a ratzon, ratzon to Gidusha. So says that after a person eats the meal and hopefully got to a level of some high spiritual hasagah and ha'ara, so he's able to say R' revel Mivel and Benchin, we want to bench. You come to a level of rats and to have this machshava when you come, you're, you're benching, and, and it's not simply you're telling everybody, guys, let's bench. Okay, that's true on a simple level, but it's so deep. If you could have this in mind, R' revel Mivel and benching. not just it's time to bench. Let us all get together and make a zimun, but we want to fulfill the mitzvah. It's a very high level. So, Ratzon to Gedusha in and of itself is a high thing. Or Venauchman says it's mamusha carbon. It's mamusha carbon. The Bichinah is an aspect of the Pasuk that says Ki Alecha Kol Hayoyim. David says to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, Shalom, for you were killed the whole day. Nachshamnu Kedzayin Tivcha. Were comparable to a tsun tivcha, to a sheep that's going to the slaughter. But constantly, mamish, constantly. On a simple level, this was the experience of Jews throughout history. They couldn't, they couldn't go five minutes without somebody chasing them, wanting to kill them, pogroms here, and inquisitions there, and holocaust there. But on a deeper spiritual level, there Ibn taught us how to read Tehillim, each and every one of us, as an individual, not just Davin Amalek speaking about Amisral as a whole, or even his own historical circumstances. But each and every one of us in our own Avodah Hashem we're able to look up to our Kaddish Baruch Hu and say, shalelem, hiragnu what we go through for you in, a, in the emotional sense, in the spiritual sense of the ups and downs and trying our best and falling again and really caring. That's the essence. We spoke last week. Rabbi Nachman wanted that a person should have a lave basa. Such a rare thing today. A feeling heart. A heart that actually cares. Not a perfect heart. Not a heart that fools itself or deludes itself that is holding somewhere, but a heart that knows its brokenness and finds joy, not because of some illusion of perfection, but specifically because of knowing that this is part of the process, caring deeply about it. The Yaakov Avinu Jew, who's a mix of chesed and gvura, who knows how to rejoice when it's time to rejoice and also knows how to feel when there's a little bit of brokenness and to sit with that and to, and to almost enjoy it to almost turn that into an avoda, to go out to the fields and, and, and to pour out your heart, are surrounded by nature and the trees, and, 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 and to feel in your own form, you know, mamish. like you look, especially now in the, in the summer when the weeds and the and the, and the, and the you know, the brush is, is growing tall and the wind is blowing it back and forth and you just become part of nature, that you're davening your own little shemana esrei and bending back and forth and you're surrounded by a field that's davening. Rabbi Nachman says, that there's a siach hasada that the plants daven, the trees are shaking. They're all davening. They're shuckling, just like you. You become part of that, part of Hashem's world that's growing, that's yearning to grow and to, and to come close to Hashem. You can turn this own feeling of a little bit of brokenness, a little bit of, of authenticity, of sincerity, into the highest avoda the b'china of elecha hiragnu kalayim, nechshavnu tivcha. ve'isa b'dikunim. And Rabbi Nachman Braslaver says that it's brought in the Tikkun of Zayar. So preparing for Lagba Omar, we're learning a little bit from Rav Shemin. I'm going to talk more about Rav Shemin, because of Hashem. That this pasuk is an aspect of tfilah. Because tfila we know, is Keneged the t'midim tikkun. That's why we have three tefillahs a day. Keneged the t'midim. Keneged the and we have tefillah musaf. But tfilah and, and karbonus is one thing. That HaKadosh Baruch told us that now that you don't have Karbanas, right? our own mouths in davening become, so to speak, the Karban. And tefillah is the aspect of Karbanas. And so in this, that David says, we're like Karbanas, we're brought up on the Mizbeach, day in, day out, and we suffer for this because we care about it and we're trying our best and we're not always able to reach our goals. But that's the, that's the human experience. That is the ideal in a certain sense, to try our best, and to continue to try our best, despite our inability to actually achieve that vision of our best. When a person comes to Davin, and it was hard enough to get out of bed, and it was, it was hard enough to wake up a few minutes early, not that you should wake up, you know, if the meeting starts 7.30, then you wake up at 7.30, but to, but to, but to, but to come early and to prepare, and to be able to say and to be Karbanas itself, right? That's the Ikar of Tzvila in a certain way. It's, it's all about the Karbanas. But to be able to come early, it's hard. It's really difficult. That's, Shulchan Ar starts with that with that struggle, right? The Mr. Burr right in the beginning tells us that the Pitwe, the Yitzhahara, is that in the summary, he tells you, oh, you know, you're waking up so, or, 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 or um, what's the Nisayin what's in the summer? I'm forgetting now. But in the winter, at least, he says, you didn't sleep enough. It was such a short night, or such a long night. In the summer, he tells you you didn't sleep enough. In the winter, he says, it's too cold. In the winter, back then, he says, it's way too cold. How are you going to get up and go out? It's freezing. It's frigid. The sun didn't rise yet. And then in the summer, he tells you it was such a short night. You didn't sleep, you know, because they used to work the whole day, as long as there was daylight, and then they would go to sleep, when it was dark in a normal society today. It's, everything's... You. But it used to be, it was very Mesudar. They worked in the day they slept at night, like normal people. So... So that's enough of a challenge as it is, just to get there. But then Rebbe Nachman says, when you get there, you find that you are unable to. It's like someone's preventing you from davening properly. you get all sorts of confusing thoughts. Rebbe Nachman says, any thought that you could possibly get distracted by, the rest of your life, you won't even think of such a thing. During tefillah, all of a sudden, all these other things that you wouldn't think about during tefillah, all of a sudden, it all hits you. During tefillah, it's a real thing. Become amenable, with all different kinds of confusions. and a person needs to toil and effort to keep on focusing back on the place, back on the place. I once made a sarcastic joke. You know that everybody's always complaining about phones going off in shul. And one time, you know, I wrote, I said, "Give somebody's phone went off in shul," and. It called everybody back from all their baseball games and all their, and all their TU Lim and all their different stocks and all of a sudden people remembered, oh, we're davening now. So sometimes it's just a limitschus. it's like an alarm to bring you back, you know. Okay, obviously we should shut our phones off, but it's true. It's really true because we make the assumption that everyone's davening and a phone goes off distracts us. No one's davening. A phone goes off and reminds us that we're in shul and people's phones shouldn't go off. And then we spend the rest of davening like judging that person. Like for, so sometimes we never daven, right? It's tough. It's tough. It's very difficult, we have to work on this. How much work on this? And we do, and we try. The agiya itself. we have to mute. We have to mute this person. what's going on here? There's, there's feedback. We <laughs> don't know why. What's pshat? Huh? Oh, that's what it is. I know why. I'm sorry, Chevra. Uh, they're probably not even hearing it. It's from Facebook. Okay, there you go. That should be better. Good. So, so like this Apple P. Kaney says, This itself. Says Rabbi Nachman that a person is trying, that a person is toiling and putting in effort And this is what Rabbi Nachman demands of us, that we put in all of our effort as best as we can And we give of ourselves and this Mesir This is our own Mesir Nefesh on an individual level This itself is an aspect of Karbanes This is Tefillah This is the carbon that we're putting in effort, that we're all. Offering ourselves up and saying, Hashem, it's not pleasant for us to go through this up and down. We already spoke last week that if it's about me and it's about my tikkun, I would have been out the door a long time ago because it's just, it's not happening. It's not happening. But if it's about Hashem, and Hashem has his cheshben and how we bring kava to him. Some people in an ideal fashion of actually making it, and other people through struggling. And our dar, collectively, our generation, is a malchus based Dava generation. Our generation is a, is a generation of strugglers, of people who fall, people who get back up. That's our Metzius. And that's bringing cover to Hashem. So it doesn't look glamorous. It doesn't look glorious. This is the Indian of Leia. The Alma de it's hidden. We can't see on the surface how it's beautiful and it's shining. But the truth is, the truth is behind behind everything. Leah is the mother of Yehuda, and Yehuda is the is the patriarch all the way down of the Malchus-based David line, going all the way back to Yehuda, who's the first one really to do tshuva in public. We speak about it so much in the book, in chapter 16 and 17, where Yehuda says that he's the first one to admit that he made a mistake and he stands up and he takes responsibility and that we find all the way down through the Davidic dynasty starting from Yehuda down to David the who represented this in the in the extreme and then down to the Baal Shem Kadosh and finally down to Ibn Nachman who were direct descendants of the Balshemah uh, were direct descendants of of this is the Mahalach and this is why our generation is so open to Hasidus and is so touched by it in a, in a deeper way than than previous eras sometimes. Why is that ah, down to you guys? You guys are also the right yeah. amazing someone. Sure. Why? What the <laughs> name and of the really yeah. <laughs> Okay, why not? Admoini. <laughs> so, so, um, ah, Penny's working on the <laughs> ah, cool. gingy. Okay, he, he has a down pat. But, um, but this is why our generation is so open to it because we get it, because we, we see ourselves reflected in this teaching. We see it being relevant to us. Rabbi Nachman got us. He understood us. This is the draw to Rajbi, to Rav Bar Yechai. We feel that Rajbi understands us. You know, it's not, it's not so much the schoolish i wrote about that recently. It's not, it's not so much about, you know, people going and davening in a very rigid, like, technical way. Like, oh, there's a schoola to go to Miron. So we go, and there's, like, zero emotion involved with regard to what this Indian is, who Rajbi is. But it's just, I'm going, he's a vending machine, I put in my quarter, I take my candy, and I go. It's not. It's, it's mamashna People feel, even without understanding it, an emotional connection to what's going on there. what's going on there. There's something about it. Somebody sent me a 15-page report that somebody put together about how Lagba Omer is really not the yard set of Rajbi, and it was a printing mistake in Chaim, and this and that. I said, Hashem knows how to make his printing mistakes. You understand? Okay, so it's a printing mistake. So al Kedosh Baruch Hu understands why it had to be why it had to be such a thing that there was a printing error. Whether it was a printing error, whether it was a, not getting into it. But the Tzadikah and the Mkubalim, throughout the generations went to Miron on Lagba Emer. There's something happening there. There's Yisrael shabakhas spot error. It's the same thing that happens in Uman. It's the same Chavr. There's, there's, the, there's, there's an aspect of Yiddishkeit, Jewishness, outside of labels, outside of appearance, outside of dem, demogra- uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, demographics, all there is is just the shining spirit of Nishmas Israel. Achdos. That's all there is. And there were certain tzaddikim that drew that out of a very universal and wide range of Jews. It's very, very few, but there were, there were a few that did. Rabbi Shemar Barichai is chief among them because he spoke to us. He didn't speak to our demographic. He spoke beyond any sort of external aspect of what it is that we might consider ourselves—what kind of Frumkite where you live, what's your nusach—what's beyond all of that? Nishma Yisrael. So this is the same kind of teaching here says, all kinds of any that a person's going to do anything that we're working on to try to sanctify ourselves in any way that we can that we're trying our best to sanctify ourselves even if we're not able to to finally get there the yearning itself and the difficulties and the confusions that we go through that it bothers us and that we could sigh, we could let out that Jewish cracks over something holy. Not because we missed a bus or because the pizza store was closed, but to sigh over the essence of what it was that we were brought into this world to do. Is there anything bigger than that? Is there anything holier than that to Hashem? Anything more precious? If we're trying our best, it's the kaddish atzma that we want and we desperately want. Rabbi Yisraelin davenin, Yisraelin learn, and we we want to do these things. But for whatever reason, we're not able to. Again, this itself is an aspect of karbanas. Al cane therefore, Allah Odam La Tamid. Do whatever you are able to. Always, no matter what's going on. No matter whether you're having a good day or a bad day, you may Ava, you may sinna. No matter what what you're going through, to do what you can. Stay in the game, because you're never out of the game. The whole thing is a game. The whole thing is a game. That's why Nachman came to the world also to redefine the parameters of Avodah Sashem. There's no, there's no burnt out. There's no out of it. There's, there's nothing. That is part of it. The basketball court is infinitely bigger than you thought it was. There's no stands. There's no spectators. All the spectators are also part. A. There's no such thing. Everybody, everybody, everybody is part of this. Avodah. <coughs> Al-Kain, therefore, Allah Adam. he says. <coughs> al Adam. I don't know why that's, that keeps on happening. Is there a reason? Your phone is, is um, I don't know, maybe, ah, ah, it's still coming from Facebook, okay. There you go. Now it should be better. Okay, there you go. So I came there for Allah, Allah, tamid to do whatever we can. To toil and to do whatever we can, whatever we're able to do, it's a mistake. Right? Everything's from Hashem, but it's just saying whatever you can do, do. No matter how difficult it is, and it looks as if they're not allowing you. That's your avoida, that is what Hashem wants. Leave it to Him, it's for Him, not for you. And they're pushing us away from this. We don't find ourselves being able to do any small little thing in a way of holiness. You do what you can. Let God take care of his inion. But there's no complaining. We learned from the Izbetzer last week. There's no inion of complaining. There's no inion of looking up at Hashem and saying, Why aren't you letting me come close to you? He is. He is, you know how? By going through this up and down process. Because the highway of the standard institutionalized Yiddishkeit is smooth as anything. We spoke about last week. The highway is smooth. It's very, very easy. Go through the motions, go through the system, do your thing, never think twice, never think too deeply about things, and everything's fine, and you move on, and you go on a ski trip. That's, that's, that sounds good, Penny, huh? <laughs> that's the highway. But if you want to be really in it, what I call you know, driving stick shift, you know, you want to be in Yiddishkeit, not just suspect but you want to be in it for real. And to make your life about this, it's going to be bumpy. It's going to be ups and downs. And you're going to go through an emotional roller coaster. You're going to have alias like you never imagined you could have alias. And also this. Not because you didn't have those this before, but now you feel it. Now you feel what it means, a urethus. Because your heart is, is awake. Because your heart is a heart of flesh a feeling heart. We went to around Yud Gimel. A short little Torah, we'll do it quickly, even though it's very deep, but we'll do it quickly. And the Helegari says the following, around Yud Gimel. K'Sheirim, he says, that are very holy, good, kosher, positive people, She'ein lehem parnasa. that they don't have parnasa. The Islam Daikakubulim was one of the first lessons that we had in this series. We talked about pranasa and about tzaddikim. how They have pranasa, don't have pranasa, what that what that whole sugya is, what pranasa is, we talked about that. But over here you find that there are people that struggle, and their struggle is that they, they simply can't make ends meet. It's a very cryptic line. I don't know exactly what this means. It's a, it's good for the world. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu knows what he's doing, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu makes it, that it should be Ta'ibullah. It should have some sort of positive impact on the world that these people are struggling in the in of, of Parnassah. It's connected to the previous piece where we speak about struggling as being something good and holy and, and, and effective in and of itself. But this is their nakuda. The Daan Rebbe Nachman, uses this as a springboard to say a general rule. This is a good line to remember all the time. Sheyesh diburim yikarim that are precious words that emerge from confusions, from locus seder, from difficulties, from challenges. He doesn't say good things, Davka diburim precious words, conversations. And I bless us all that we should experience this in our lives, that sometimes it takes something to really break and really go really wrong to allow for certain conversations to be had that otherwise wouldn't have been had, and a great healing could take place in relationships between people. Sometimes it gets to a point where there's a shvira, and then you're able to say, okay, now that we're here, now that we're being open and honest you know, with, with our feelings, now we could talk. And those diburim are diburim yikarim. They're precious, they're more precious than all the, hi, how you doing, good morning, oh, have a great day, all the beautiful stuff. Much more precious when it's real. And I think this also speaks very, very deeply to the previous piece. The alecha hiragnu kalayayim is supposed to push a person into the forest, under the talus, under the blanket, into a conversation, a dialogue with God, to plead with Him, to speak with Him, to express our yearning and our desire directly to Him. Rabbi Nachman says there are diburim yakarim that come out from babulim daika. And that's precious to us. And these diburim, because it's real. It's real, because at that, at that point, there's no point in pretending or hiding or putting on a show or a front. There's, no, there's nothing. All there is is just the, it's like the mufshat, you know, like the, like the freed spirit of your innermost desire to get close to Hashem, freed of any sort of, any sort of uh, walls. It just is as it is. And that produces diburim yukarim, precious words. Reb Nachman says that there's different chilukim. There's distinctions between different kinds of confusions. Kamuva b'medrash is born in the medrash brachas raba. She'ish tardema shel nevuah. We find that there's a tardema. There's a darkness of prophecy. Kamayshikasov v'tardema nafhal Avram. the bris <laughs> b'neb sarim, Avram Avinu fell into a terrible tardema. It's not just like a darkness. It's a it's a terrifying, awesome, thick, impenetrable darkness. Like makas Choshech, where like, Choshech, you know, like feel the darkness. That's what Avram Avinu fell into, but it's Davka there that he has this incredible vision of the Brisbane Absarim, that Akkadesh Baruch makes a covenant with us, that they're going to go down to Mitzrayim, but Al Allah, I'm going to take you out and bring them to Tar Sinai, bring them to our Yisrael. It's the deepest prophecy of all. It's the prophecy that we're living right now, sitting in Yerushalayim. And a dafka came in the process of a Tardem of a terrible darkness. Rabbi Nachman says, "There's also a t'ardem sholshdos that, stama a person falls into a darkness and it's just a total t'ardem." You guys are freezing, huh? I'll turn it up a little bit. I'm, I'm an admaini. I don't know if I come from from Davna but I'm I'm a, a varm yid, a warm Jew. So, there's a tardema, also sometimes a tardema of 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 folly, of, of foolishness. And the deepest thing is, is that it's not what's done to you. It's not what's done to me. It's not a darkness that's put upon us. One time it's a Tardema of shtos, and one time it's a Tardema of, uh, of, of Nivua, of prophecy. It's the same Tardema. It's the same Tardema. We experience darkness in life, and it's up to us what we want that Tardema to be. We can turn it into a Tardema shel shtus where it just becomes a waste and we feel broken, and we become filled with yish and despair, and we give up and we say, Hashem doesn't want me, and we run in the other direction. That's one kind of tardema. Thank you so much. That's good. It's good. Can never, can never have enough. And we could also choose to turn it into a tardema shel nevuh. Mamish prophecy. What's prophecy? Prophecy is, is, is the inverse of tefillah. Tefillah, I'm talking to Hashem, and nevuh Hashem is talking to me. If we turn the Tardema, the Bilbul, into a bilbul of Diburim Yikarim, where I open my mouth and I speak to Hashem and I turn it into a productive, it becomes a Tardema Shal in the sense that I'm going to hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu reaching out to me afterwards. Somehow, we don't know how Hashem speaks. We spoke about that so often. If Hashem picks up a phone, if He WhatsApps, if He Instagrams, a direct message. You know, we don't know how Hashem converses with us, but we can feel Him. We can feel it. We can feel it and we'll see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be present in our lives. If we open our mouths to turn the Bilbul, the, the, the difficulty, the confusion, into Diburim Yikar, then we're going to have a Tardemah. So again, it's not a question of if you're going to have a Tardema. We're going to have Tardemas. It's a Pasuk. Ain't sadig There's no such thing. Adam yulad. It's a difficult world. It's a dark world. It's a lot of difficult things happening. A lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of struggle, a lot of confusion. It's also a lot of beauty and a lot of wonder because in Tintarak there's a lot of amazing things happening in the world too. But Tardema we're going to taste. I don't bl- wish it upon you, but that's the Mitzvah. But what I do wish upon you is a Tardema Shal What I do wish upon myself is the ability to find the Diburim Ya'karim that come, not to spite a Bilbul, but specifically because of it, and then to open my ears wide, to hear the echo of a Kaddish Baruch whose prophecy coming back in my direction. That's Yud Gimel. Yud Dalid. is a very, very deep piece. We're going to have time to do it justice now, but we'll try our best. See after the We still have to talk about meronal So we start a little bit late, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Rebbe says like this. It's okay if we go a couple minutes over time? Just tonight. Says Rabbi Nachman, I'm very jealous of the kosher person, of a kosher yid. Shekair an erlich Yehudi, who in Yiddish is called an erlich Yehudi. You know, erlich means a good yid, a good Jew, a straight Yashras, a fine person, a yasher person, a straight person, Rebbe Nachman says, "I'm very jealous of such a person." the Rebbe says, because it appears shaholech ben Adam that a person walks imdaken v'karkoshes with all sorts of veins and all sorts of intestines, openings, all sorts of physiological, natural, bodily features, the ivarim and limbs kishar kol He looks like the rest of the world and let these words become baked into your soul. Mamish, we afal but in truth, who inyan acher legamri, acher legamri is something completely other, something else entirely. Looks like a regular person, like the rest of the human race, but this person who's an erul Yehudi, he's walking with his feet on the ground, his head is in mamish in the heavens his head is mamish in in a different place hasagos dreams visions just the simplest Jew forget about the erlich about the tzaddik just the simplest Jew do you understand what we have? we started last week Ashrenu, right? Rebunachim said ashrinu sha'ashem izbar heite v'imanu ma'oid she'zachinu Likdusha Yisrael what the simplest Jew has a vision of a perfected world Connected to previous generations that gifted us, that, en- that enabled us to inherit storage houses, you know, huge, huge storage houses of wisdom and of guidance and of depth. Rachmanim, Baishanim, ideals, Torah and my son Mata, just on a basic level. The Kuzari adds on a fifth element to creation. We probably spoke about this also in the past, but it's good to repeat. In other sepharam, we find that all of creation is split into four different categories. There's domain, inanimate. Someach is plant life. Chai, animals. And medaber is human beings. These four categories are connected to the shem yud Vavke. Okay? The first letter, yud of Hashem's name, is giving life to the humans. The hay is giving life to the animals. The vav is giving life to the plants. a whole deep thing, can't get into it now, but just on a basic level. And the final hay is giving life to the the rocks, to the dust, to the dirt, to sand, to inanimate objects. But the Kuzari says that there's a fifth chilek. And the fifth chilek, he says, is hinted in, or hinted by, in the kutza yud. That top of the letter yud, when the sofra starts to write, he starts from the top, makes a little crown on the top. That yud is a fifth chalik and he says that's called Yisrael. Ma'am a fifth category of creation. is inanimate, plant life, animals, humans, and Am Yisrael. Not in an entitlement sort of way. Just to be able to understand what our mission to the world is, what we're charged with doing. We spoke about that Friday night, right? Or la to bring a light to the, to the nations of the world. Says the Labhava Travo, listen to this one. Sapella. He says, Can you imagine what it would be to try to express what the difference is in quality between a rock and a plant? It's like impossible to describe because you can't measure it. It's not like one pound of something and a hundred pounds of something. It's heavier, you know? It's like it's a totally different Indian. A plant grows. It's, it's, it has life, right? It has a whole Indian with the sun, and photosynthesis, and the rain, and all thing. Plants, what a tree can grow to, how long it can last, how, how much it can branch out. People have like a relationship with a tree. You know, there's like something emotional about that. tree huggers they're called, you know? It's a thing. It's a deep thing also, because the Vav of Yudke Vavke is associated with Tiferis, which is the lave, which is emotions. Which is why on a very deep level, if you want to express your love for somebody, Bezir Hashem, you, you, you bring them flowers. Right? What's, the, what's that Inyan? What's the, what's the Sode of that? Why in all of humankind are flowers the expression of love? Because it's rooted in the Vav of Yudke Vavke. Right? And the Vav is, is the place of emotions. That's the six emotional traits. So they're getting into it. It's a deep thing. Now the difference between, anim- between rocks and animals much more difficult to express. I mean, it's not even, it's not even, it's the same universe. And between rocks and human beings, the impossible to describe. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Can't make this stuff up. He said, greater than the distinction between a rock and a human is the distinction between a human and a, and a, and a yid greater than the difference they're so going to snip this out and make me into a big racist now i know already bigger than the difference between a rock and a human being beruchnis is the distinction between a yid and the rest of the world bishvili nivra olam bishvil yid nivra to be able to bring that perception of that relationship with Hashem through the Torah and mitzvahs to the entire world, to bring that Hasaga to them. To serve as the first channel, the very first chilek of creation from which everything else follows because the world was created for whom? Bishvili Yisrael, Shenikru Ureshis. we the very first. That's why the sofer starts writing the Shem Yudke Vavkei. From the Kutzah Shalyod, that's when the Shem Yudke bafke begins with all of the other elements of creation are Tului, VaOmed, anas. Because a good person, a holy person is very, very precious. Don't underestimate it. And that's the beautiful aspect of it. I think that externally we don't look impressive. Jews are not the you know the best looking. Okay, some of us, yeah, very good looking. I'm not you know taking away, but some, but but all of us, I'm sure. But um, but, but 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 they're a clown. Jews are shorter, Jews are, you know, especially like a really early. You just see an old man, like he's not so impressive externally, might have a little dust on his coat you know, He's not in this world But this person is, is shining from one end of the world to the other the biggest professor of ethics and morals and all these perfect etiquette people, it's all gaiva, one shtick gaiva. You have a, you have a good yid who doesn't know manners so much, you know? And he might blow his nose on a, on a handkerchief and, and, it, and it doesn't look so nice, you know, to cultured people. But the ego is gone. He's bachlal not in this world. He doesn't have to learn how to be kind to somebody. He's, the, the aspect of Rachmanin by Shanim Goyim hasadin permeates every cell in his body. He can't help himself from being compassionate. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Is he the coolest? Is he the, is he the alpha male? None of that. He's a Inyan Acher Legamri. Inyan Acher Legamri. And the world has no conception of what it means. Have no conception. They can't have a conception in the same way that an animal can't have a conception of what a human being is. There's no conception. It's a different experience of reality. Simply a different experience of reality. Not that Jews are animals, again, with all of the caveats to protect ourselves here. It's not what we're saying. It's a different Inyan. Inyan Achele gamri. So if you turn to the, to the second page, to Lukut Marantin Yana, 117, Kofiud Zayin, listen to this. Rabbi Nachman says, <laughs> he told <laughs> that when he was in Eretz Yisrael, we spoke last week about how that six-month journey, how difficult it was, what he went through, crazy, crazy stories, unbelievable journey that he took. Siper, or Sipruloy rather, Sipruloy shama shayusham. The important people, told Rabbi Nachman when he finally came to Eretz and he revealed he landed in Haifa and he went up to Tverjah and he went to Miron, And we still know actually there's a certain shul there in Tveria. where this is the shul that Rabbi Nachman davened in. It has a little plaque outside. So, those important people told him elu sham be Yisrael, that had come from these places, from the Ukraine, from Poland, Kimafursam, the Hasidim. The Purushim, those people that were the first to go before there was anything. The Sippur Lion, they told him, Before they had came to the actual land of Eretz Yisrael, They couldn't imagine to themselves That Eretz Yisrael was an actual place in the world. You have to understand, all of us grew up, you know, if, if not actually having the privilege of coming to Eretz but, you know, we saw pictures of Eretz Yisrael and the Kotel, and we understood that it's a place in this world. But to those that had no conception, there was no pictures, there was no drawings, there was no anything, and all they knew about Eretz was what it's written in the Svarim about Eretz Every every dollar Amos is a mitzvah. You know what, what what they read the description of what Eretz Yisrael is called a and all these incredible mamor chazal about what the godless of Eretz Yisrael is. But you They thought to themselves, Eretz Yisrael is like a different universe. You know, it's a crazy thing. Now we we're, we're getting live feed from Mars, you know, NASA sent up a, an incredible, some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a drone, I don't know, some sort of robotic machinery, I don't know if it has like an actual name, but it's an incredible, incredible, Chachma that went into it. it is amazing, and they have on there a little helicopter, and it's, it, it just flew, it flew for like 14 seconds. On another world, you understand, that we can see like pictures of what it looks like on Mars, like it's plus. And, 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 and it looks like this world in a certain way, you know, it's the same thing, it's around, you're in the atmosphere, there's a sky above, there's rocks, and it's not like, it's not like a different continent, it is a different planet, like, it's, it's just hard to comprehend such a thing, but they thought about Eretz that it's got to be a different planet, because of what they had been reading about. It's brought in our Torah. In turn of How incredible! Incredible! This place is that we're sitting in now called and the and the Torah goes through very very specifically what the borders and boundaries of this place is like because of its great in, incredible loftiness and holiness which is so awesome and incredible Therefore, they couldn't imagine or picture for themselves that this thing Eretz should be part of this world, a place like any other, at least on a physical level. Until they came on a boat, and they saw that it's it's a place. That Eretz is a literal part of this physical universe. Because the truth is, medinas This is like Rabbi Nachman, you know, coming back to the Chevr in Ukraine, telling them what it was like, you know. And he says to them, it's mamish like our, it's mamish like Ukraine. It's mamish exactly like our dust, like our earth, like we have. He says sometimes you see people bringing white sand from there. He says, says don't think that the whole Eretz Yisrael is some white, beautiful, pristine place filled with gorgeous white sand. You know, they could, they went to lot, you know, and they, they they brought a little bit of sand back. But he says, Mamish, the truth is, or, and he says, <laughs> You could also find, you know, a white sand beach in some places here in Ukraine too. But the main land of Eretz Yisrael, it's literally like our earth as well. Because it's like, on the physical external level, bin there's no difference. Okay, there is some difference in the sense that in a very small place, in a very in a very in a very small, limited um you know topographical location you find all different kinds of climates which is Masha'in in the rest of the world you don't find in a place that's smaller than New Jersey that in one day you could go up and get snow on Har Harmon and all the way to Har Carmel and all the way down you could go you know to to Yama Melach and and and, you know and and you have all different sorts of topographies what a land what a land I bless us we should travel it have the time in the Yishavadas actually speaking with some of the chevra about arranging an LPI trip actually Maybe a full day trip up north to the Kfarim with a tour guide and panemias and barbecues and all things, so stay tuned for that, Bez Rashem, for the Khevri here. But um, you know, because we have to travel. we're here, you know, we should we should really get to, to to see the to see the earth. So that is unique. But on a very basic level, it's the same air that we breathe, it's the same rain, it's the same sunny days. But we afal piquane, he says. But even so that because we get fooled by the external appearance of things, so we think that it's the same like anywhere else, and we take a plane, and, and the same way we are in an airport in JFK, now we're in an airport in Tel Aviv. So we think that it's the same. And he says it does nothing to take away from the awesome distinction between this place. And we should develop tools to feel it. You know, to feel a shift, to feel a change when we come here. To actually feel that we're different here. And bless us that we should have that experience. We have to work on that. But the truth is that this place is completely different. Fortunate are those who can walk here. Even just four Amis, We said last week. So when Rabbi Nachman's six-month journey to get here, that turbulent journey finally ended, he took four steps and he said, I'm ready to go back home. That's it. Four steps he took. He said, I'm, I got what I came for. How awesome this incredible holiness is. The sea rock and here we come to the point where Ibn says this is just a muscle. it's not just a muscle, but it's another expression of that which we experience in many other areas in Yiddishkeit as well because people are always making a mistake there are those that make the mistake of thinking Now when it comes to a tzaddik, you have to immediately be able to see that there's something oh my gosh this person is like in another place in another realm or anything else that's holy you expect if you see a Torah scroll for the first time that it should be levitating on its own and you know it's shining like beautiful the halo on top and he says it's not true Everybody thinks you have to see it. That it should be immediately clear to you that this is a glorious person or a glorious place or a glorious thing. Rabbi says it's simply not true. What do we know about Sidkas? So many of the Hasidic, you know, the Hasidish mices are all about the simplest people. You know, that simple little boy who blows the whistle on, on Yom Kippur in the, in the shul of the Baal HaKadosh, And he doesn't even know, you know, how to daven, but he wants, we talked about the Rotson before. We Ribbonu the Mivel and Davenin, you know, so all he knows how to do is to blow a whistle. And they shut him up and the Baal says, what do you know from his, from his davening? The Baal Shem Tov wanted to make us sensitive to the fact that like Herb Shlomo used to say, you know, you never know, you never know. What do we ever really know? You never know, you never know. What do we know? What do we really know? What do we know what's holy, what's, what's not holy? This goes back all the way to the piece that we started with and the piece that we learned last week. What do we know what an ideal Avodah Hashem looks like? What do we know what's more precious to Hashem? The person who has no difficulties and finishes, you know, Shas every year and everything's great and everything's perfect and he's supported by, okay, whatever, and things are going perfectly, or the yid who's who's, not so posh and he's struggling, and he struggles with Parnassah, but he gives a krech that he's not able to devote you know, three hours to a shacharis, and, and that he's distracted, and that he's busy looking at his phone because he has to this and that, but he, but, he, but he cares about it, and it bothers him, and he tries his best, and he makes gedarim, and he struggles, and he falls. What do we know? So to the person that makes the mistake of thinking that Eretz Yisrael needs to be on a different universe, to such a person, all that matters is externalities. So it seems very clear to him what's, you know, what's ideal and what's bediyavet. But the Bashamta wants to make us sensitive to the fact that the MS is, is that the main thing is avorosh Hashem. That the main thing is rachmano Liba Boy, That the main thing is sincerity, authenticity. It makes no difference how it looks on the outside. What the person's dressed like, whether the person lives. The person, that's not how we judge people. We don't judge people b'chlal. But if we must, it's by different parameters. And that's where Ibn Achman is teaching us here. That Sadik looks like every other person, and he also uses the bathroom, and he also puts on his pants one leg at a time, and he's a human being. It's the same lush that we have over here in uh, in 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 your, Dal- in your Dalit. And you think that everybody else is just like the tzaddik, even though they look the same? They're not. And quotes our piece, in that a person goes with the openings and with intestines and with all the physiological functions of a human being. But the truth is, he's something else the MS he says and the truth is again don't be fooled by the physical land of Eretz Yisrael that some over here not physically in the room but one of the yidin on Zoom has the privilege of, of Mamish being Moser Nefesh to protect Mamish Mamish being Moser Nefesh he's in uniform now you know to be able to stand and to, and, to, and to give himself but it shouldn't just be something that's the social thing to do and I know it's not for him but it's a, it's a deeply pnemious thing what he gets to do what he gets to have the privilege of doing is an amazing thing an amazing thing, to give of yourself for Eretz Yisrael, for Hetzinu to protect this place, to love this place, not in some Zionistic way, you know, but in a Jewish way, in a Jewish way. We don't have to be the biggest fans of the state of Israel, but we have to be fans of Eretz Yisrael. We have to be. We have to be. Eretz HaShem Tamad HaLekecho Eretz What's the post-secret? <laughs> Eretz. And because there are some that take it to some extreme, and we feel it's a little bit inappropriate and improper in their focus, so the classic thing, like we do, and we've done it, and we spoke about this Friday night also, which is why we pulled back from the concept of the Mashiach, and the concept of the Tzaddik, and the concept of anything else that's holy and good in Yiddishkeit, is because one person took it to an extreme, that's it. We can have nothing to do with, it, with, with Eretz Yisrael anymore. It's a shtus. Because we're mamish stunting and we're limiting our tradition. Yiddishkeit, not just a small part of it. You know, Breslov Research Institute has a book called This Land is My Land. And it mamish shows how the whole Torah is about Eretz Yisrael. The whole Yiddishkeit is about Eretz Yisrael. Literally, from beginning to end. Okay, fair enough, you could do the same thing about Shabbos, you could do the same thing about the tzaddik and so on and so forth, but it's true about all of them. What's Yiddishkeit about? All of these things in equal measure. And to be a Yidd is to be a, a, a holy Zionist, right? Not in, not in the secular sense, but is, is, to, is to mamish be a tziyayini. If I could be called a tziyayini, and that's, a, you know, I, that's, the, that's the most beautiful thing to be called. Again, not in, not in the way they mean it, but to, be, to, but to mamish be called a person that loves Eretz Yisrael It's the sweetest thing in the world. And that's what Ibn Nachman says over here, don't be mistaken. It's a land that's more fresh, it's more deadless. It's a different place. It's completely and entirely Indian. Don't be fooled. Ibn Nachman says that the sky in Eretz Yisrael is different from the sky in all other places, which happens to also be true just on an aesthetic level. You ever see such a deep blue sky, you know, on those cloudless days, it's... Don't get such a, a sky in other places, but baruch is. Kamuva truma, so on and so forth. So that's an important thing. Let's quick finish up with the last couple of minutes we have left. Yeah. The last paragraph in Yudalid, the Rebbe says like this, and with this we'll finish. But iker hua ratzim Rabbi Nachman says, and this goes back again, to yud to, alif to, 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 and to yud and, and, the main thing is the desire and the longing. Even though don't become mistaken to think that you're going to be yitzi with this. Because we speak so much about the ikrh is the and the main thing is the ratsan, right? So then a person could just sit in bed and say, Gaval to mivel invention and, and then never bench, you know? <laughs> Spend his whole life, you know. Never eat anything, just Mivel invention. Doesn't go. You have to do it. You have to mamish do it. The main thing is to bring it from potential to actuality. That's the main thing. Even though the Gemara in Baba Kama tells us that when there's an oinus, and that's loosely defined, what it means an oinus, there's emotional oinus, there's physical oinus, what it means, an actual oinus or that a person can't bring himself to David, he's not in the state. In Nachman says, Zehu, this is only the Misharoytze Latzis Hachayv. This is just for someone who's living the checklist Judaism of the of the you know of the of the of the um, of the highway of the thoroughfare where everything is smooth and everything is fine. So you have an aunus, you say, Oh, okay, what can I do? So I'll 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 him tomorrow. But to a yid that doesn't care about doing everything that he needs to do, but he cares about serving Hashem on the highest level, he's not he's not satisfied with that. Because it wasn't the Indian to just make sure that I fulfilled my obligation. That, that that's not what his Yiddish cat is about. It's about a love affair with that, with that, with that Baruch Hu. And so even though it's not my fault that I missed my flight to go to my, to my mother's birthday party, it, it bothers me that I'm not going to be there. Not because I, I, I had to be there and she's going to judge me because my flight got canceled. What should I do? I'm Padre, because I love my mother. I hope you're watching this, Ma. Right? Because I love my mother and I want to be by the birthday party. So what can you do? So it's going to hurt me. And that's what Ibn Nachman wants, that our Yiddishkeit should be mamish fire. Mamish fire. A person should strive, that his own desire should not be cooled by this. Okay, I don't want to be putter. that's not what I want. I don't want to look for a kula, okay? so I could find a kula. I don't want that. I want to do it. He wants to literally do it. Even so, the other side is also good, and this is the genius of Ibn Achmin that we've spoken about so much, to hold two things to be true at once without letting one of them negate the other. Two things can be true at once. Ratzon is the most important thing. Also doing the actual thing that you want is the most important thing, but also ratzon is the most important thing. But also doing it is the most important thing. And these two things, v'chayza Khalila, and they don't negate each other. They're both true. They are both true. And we have to know which one to tap into based on our circumstances. Rabbi Nachman gives us what we need throughout life. No matter what we'll be going through, we have these teachings to fall back on, to walk with, to hold us up because and lots chazak or attack of my that a person's desire is so strong and this kind of rutzin this kind of desire is good in and of itself even if afterwards all of this rutsum, so you're not able to do it. And you weren't able to actually go ahead and to do the Avodah. The desire is good, is good in and of itself. Okay, we don't have time now to do the uh, the piece from the Kutumran. The last four minutes, I want to talk to you about Lagba like, Omer a little bit. And with this, we're going to finish because we, we already sort of mentioned a lot of this earlier already, but just the Kitzor So a thought that came down to me this morning, I was speaking to somebody, Mama, Listen to this. We're all famir- familiar with the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos says that when the tzaddikin came to the place called Karen B'Yavna, it was a yeshiva in Yavna, that they called the Karen, they used to sit in like rows, different sheets of, of, of why it was that way. This is your Sikh is Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. It's new? Yep. Nice. Where'd you get it? Oh, man. Nice. Yeah. So, it's beautiful. That it shouldn't be so white, you know. So, so, uh, so when the Chachamim came to Kerem the 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 uh, the the, the, the Tanaim said, the that the Torah is going to be forgotten from Am Yisrael. R' Shimon stood up and what did he say? Asser. Oh, he said, to say such a thing, There's no way that the Torah is going to be forgotten. Shanemar, because the the, the Pasuk itself says that it's not going to be forgotten. Ibn Achman revealed, it's the opening lesson of the Quturan, it's called a Hashmata Torah that actually uh, this is somebody else's uh, profile picture over here. It's Mamish, the, the gate. Uh, as you, you, you could see, some of the have Zoom over there. You could see, right, the gate, the archway, as you're entering into the caver of Rajbi, Ezer Hashem, will all be there later this week. So you see that they printed this pasuk there, Kilosi Shakachmi Pizarro, and the sofi tables, the last letters of this pasuk, are in a different color. They're bold. This comes from Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman, who revealed that the last letters of the pasuk, Kilosi mi Pizarro, spells Yochai. It's a pella. That means the pasuk in Devarim already foretold when it was given, hundreds if not thousands of years before. Reb Shimon Bar Yochai was born into the world that there was a person Yochai and he had a son named Shimon. It was already embedded into the Torah that there was going to be a Rabshim Shimon Bar Yochai who was going to stand up and 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 promise. Zaro of who? Zaro of the per- person who's hinted to in the Sophie Teves of the pasuk. He's the Zara of Yochai. So giloy pizarro mipizarro. Apele. Okay? Apele. This is Rabbi Nachman's giloy. Fine. Two very quick questions. This are coming to an end. One. Nelam me'inehem. This pasuk of giloy mi pizarro that's literally a pasuk in the Torah, was was. Hidden from the other Tanaim who know Kala Tarakula backwards and forwards upside down Tanach you know on their on their fingertips in their sleep and they forgot a pasuk I mean how could that be It took her Shimon bar to say oh guys there's actually a first pasuk about this like what how does that work And the second thing which is an even more a more powerful question is that obviously we're talking about an Indian of Ruach Hakodesh right They're all having a vision. How could it be that they're arguing in a mitzvah? Well, what's going to be, right? What's going to be? Is there going to be the Torah forgotten or not? And if the Torah is going to be forgotten, then how did Reb Shem Reichai see that the Torah wasn't going to be forgotten? And if it wasn't going to be forgotten, then how did the Tanaim see that it was going to be forgotten? How does this work? The Tzadikim, I saw this from a number of, ple- uh, of people, or of Tzadikim, right, uh, of the Safer right behind the Benyamin, the Ma'am Amukim brings this down, the Ya'akr Me'er brings it down, other Safarim bring it down like this. He says, He says that they were having this vision of Racha Kodesh. And he says the Tanaim saw what they saw in a world without Rib Shimon Bar Yochai. From their perspective, the way that they saw it in and of themselves as a group, the Torah is going to be forgotten. Rabbi Shimon wasn't simply opining, he wasn't simply offering an opinion. You say the Torah is not going to be forgotten, and I, who completely disconnected to the, from the actual shita that I'm saying, I say that the Torah is go- not going to be forgotten. No, 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 no. Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, who quotes this Pasuk that he himself is rooted in, only he at that moment could utilize the Pasuk in the context of this conversation because before Reb Shimon Bar makes the sentence, it's as if the Pasuk doesn't exist. He's the one that brings it into being because it's only by his merit that the Torah is not going to be forgotten. And he's rooted in the Pasuk. He's the one that's going to make it when he says... There's a Pasuk in Devarim. Okay, not to say that the Pasuk didn't exist. They darshan for other things. It did. But in the context of this conversation, it was Rav Bar Yochai who didn't just give another opinion. It was the vision that he saw from his standpoint of taking responsibility to make sure that the Torah is not going to be forgotten from Mam Yisrael. That's the way to answer that question. It's a deep thing. It's a Mamash, a deep thing. The whole thing is a deep thing. Now, I want to give two reasons... Two layers of depth, and with this we'll finish, for why it is that Reb Shimon is promising that the Torah is not going to be forgotten. What Rav Shimon has to do with this? What is it that makes the body, decompose? We should all live long and happy. What causes the body to get into a matzah where in a given number of hours, there's certainly a few days, it's going to be completely decomposed? Yetzirah's neshama. So when the neshama leaves. When the Neshama leaves some of the body that's otherwise perfectly functioning, you have young people, I never know from such a thing, young people just don't wake up in the morning. What happened? What changed? Nothing changed. Their bodies are perfectly healthy. They'll cut them up and they'll give the liver to this one and the kidney to that one. And, but the Neshama leaves. From the moment the Neshama leaves, the body in and of itself begins to decompose. Chazal referred to the Torah as a guf, as a body. Hain hain gufei, Torah. The reference to the halachos of Torah is the guf, is the body of Torah, gufei Torah, the body of Torah. The Zara Kaddish is nishmas of Yoraisa, is the nishama of Torah. It's the deeper meaning. It's beyond the Tami HaMitzvahs that are logical, but it gives the deepest, deepest understanding. It speaks to the essential Jewishness. We spoke about why Miron attracts all different kinds of Jews because it speaks to that shared Shechina that all of us have within ourselves, the Chilak of the Khamimah, that looks the same no matter what the packaging is, but it's one. It's essentially one, unified. The essence, the inner point, the Neshama. Memela. Mimela. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says that without my Gilui of nishmasa dioraisa, like a body, the gufei Torah is just going to decompose. It's not going to be able to last. It's the nishama that keeps us alive. And Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who reveals the Sisrei Torah, the Kaddish promises, ki beSifra da that with this Sefer, the Sefer Hazar, we're going to leave galas berachameh, with Rachmanos. The Zohar Kaddish reveals the deep love that Hashem has for Am Yisrael, that's essential, that's abiding, that's unconditional, that lasts forever forever and obviously all the tzaddik and the Hasidic masters are drawing all, all from Rav Shimon's Torah essentially but one more level of depth where does shikha come from you know where forgetfulness is rooted where does Chazal say shikha came from you know what brought shikha into the world the shivri luchas the breaking of the luchas Chazal say that when Moish Rabbeinu broke the luchas ba shikha forgetfulness came to the world and that's what it is when we forget our Torah it's a, a shivri luchas, right? The, the luchas are become broken. We can't read the words anymore. We don't remember anymore what we learned. Listen to this. This will mamish end. You should know that the Miyashilah from Ishbit says, the helig Miyashilach says, Hey, Yaakov, hey, good to see you. Yaakov pelt. So the mea says like this. He says that the broken luchas is only in this world. He says, in this world, we looked and we saw that the Luchas are broken. He says, up, 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 in a very high place that reaches beyond the Cheta Egel, that reaches beyond the place where there's a little air of Rab inside each and every Jew that causes us to do an action that really we don't want, maybe Velin invention, that, that causes us to do something else. Would have been nice if I served bread, you know, then we come on bench. <laughs> you guys are probably getting hungry, you know. So that place that reaches beyond, the Meshelach says, the Luchas are still whole. What is separateness? Separateness is only in the guf. Only in the guf you and I are separate. Only in the guf we sit in individual chairs separate from one another. On the level of neshama, we're mamish one. We're mamish one. Reb Shimon by that is speaking about the neshmasa, the Orisa, Orisa of a kachibrich of Yisrael, chadhu, is speaking about the soul, the interiority of the world, not what we see with our eyes. Eretz Yisrael looks like everything else. It's the deepest, deepest world. The tzaddik looks like any other shlamazel. It's ma'amish imin achalagamri. The tzaddikim that give us the eyes to see the inside. There's no room for disparate priests of the broken luchas where shikha comes from. Ram Shimon gives us the ability to reach a place where the luchas never broke. Mamela, there's no shikha. Because it's only from the Shivri luchas that shikha comes. Rab Shimon reaches a place beyond the Shivri luchas, beyond the Chait that could cause the luchas to break, the place where the luchas are still whole, the place where Am Yisrael never sinned, the place where deep, 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 deep inside all of us are absolutely unified, with Baruch on the deepest of levels. So we should be able to take this with us. When we go into Meron. we're not simply going to another caver. We're not simply going to another tzaddik. We're going into the presence of the person that sees us for those shining couple of moments that we have to push ourselves in and and and, and then make a record. What's all the dancing about? What's all the joy? The, the man died for God's sake. So what's the big, what's the big but the big joy is because in that moment we feel like Eden. He gives us that feeling back. We feel like Jews he spoke to that Nakuda inside of us that's, that's Jewish, that's not modern orthodox, that's not Haredi, that's not uh, open orthodox, that's not nothing that's, that's a Yid in that moment when we go to feel this and if we're not here in our which I bless us all to be wherever you're going to go all the Chavra, on the Zoom that aren't here you're going to be by, by, by any sort of holy gathering of yidin. that's what the dance around the fire represents to be able to hold hands to be able to realize that we're one to be able to realize that the fire that's flickering in the middle is only, only simply reflection of the fire that we have within the fire of the Shechina of which all of us are sparks but we're all connected at the root and uh, everybody should have a lichtige a, 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 a unbelievable Unbelievable, illuminating uh, at Lagba Omer and take us into the highest Shabbos of our lives, Be'ezer Hashem. Thank you so much for coming. Those of us, you who stuck with us on the Zoom, I know it's hard. And those who are here in person, L'chaim, L'chaim, L'chaim. Thank you so much. We, I just uh, Somebody wrote a note here that the letters of the Luchas weren't affected, only the stones. Yes, yes, Luchas, Parchas, Bavir, wow. That's also beautiful. Kevalt, right? Because it was only the stones that broke, but the letters that are connected to the neshama. Mamash, beautiful. Thank you so, so much for that. Yechiel. Thank you. Wishing everybody the most amazing, wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining. What's that? B'Shem Kali Yisrael. Exactly right. That's what Rabbi Shimon,